This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. So I have convinced my two Baylor University besties to come on my podcast. Kelly McShane now, and Beth Richards now made a name. Hey. What's up, you guys? Do not bet. <laughs> so before we started recording, I was like, maybe there's some stories we'll leave out and not share because those are better just left in our memories and others more appropriate to share because I mean we really did it up our freshman year oh yeah we have uh memories from all ranges yeah. <laughs> I mean from Kelly and I we all three of us used to be so obsessed with spending every second together that Kelly and I would even shower together like we couldn't even stay shower the shower. I know. <laughs> it was so weird people would come in and think that was like what are y'all doing in I'm just waiting for the other one to get out of the shower. <laughs> we all had to be together so much. And Kelly, you, I think you, and Beth, or I don't know, I think, was it just you, Kelly? Like your door was like the hub. I the taped door. it. Yeah, you taped it open. So it was always open so we could run in at all times. And y'all were on the same hall. I was a floor above. Yeah. And so y'all were on the same floor. Yeah. Y'all's floor. One of my favorite stories, though, is because we always love to go late night, Whataburger, Taco Bell, and... <laughs> After we'd already eaten. We'd already eaten. Oh, yeah. Was it... Who was going to get Taco Bell? I think it was, like, Beth and I were going to get Taco Bell. It was probably, like, midnight. Or Kelly was. Or somehow, we were, like... We tell Kelly, okay, we're going to go... You called... Our- you called me and we're like, we're going to get Taco Bell. And I ran down and my, or, as I was leaving, my roommate shot up from sleep and said, give me a burrito. Karen. <laughs> oh, Karen Rockwood, who's the best. Cause we all need that extra a hundred thousand calories yeah. to go to sleep on. <laughs> and honestly, wouldn't trade it for all the world. The best calories spent back then. Oh my God. Like, you airline no carbs and so you would get a large pizza and just eat only the toppings off of it and pour <laughs> dressing on it and then i'd forget i was on no carbs and then just go ahead and do like a water burger late night with large french fries so i was like eating probably four thousand calories of just crap every 
day. No wonder I gained the freshman 20. I mean, shocking. <laughs> I remember I got a belly button ring and you couldn't see it because it just stomach flashed. <laughs> well, I mean, y'all don't hate, but I've actually put my belly button ring back in. Yeah, so. <laughs> I did. That was I did it for a purpose. It's because I got like a stretch mark right on my belly button ring hole because I guess it like sagged when I got pregnant. And so I got a tiny little <laughs> piece just to like scoop it up so it wouldn't sag down. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you I know. Have had dangles on them. Huh? I okay. used to have one that had. Mm hmm. All the I never did that. I was, I was, above, I was above that. <laughs> I was like, no. I think I got another piercing in my ear when y'all did that or something. I don't know. <laughs> A second and all. Man, it, but like we were so boy crazy. We were boy crazy. Yeah. I know. I and then you're like, you left us. So. <laughs> I know. I left after my freshman year. So the three of us, we all meet. Where did we meet? How did we meet? Well, I was thinking that the other day. I knew who you were because I am originally from Waco, and our families knew each other. You probably didn't know me as much because I moved to Houston, but we kind of knew each other, and so we met, like, right at the beginning of school, and then Kelly and I were best friends from Houston, and I feel like that's kind of how, but y'all were on the same hall, so we were just always running around together. I feel like right. we met quickly, like, right in the beginning. Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Because one year of friendship solidified what, how old are we now? I mean, we've been out of college so long. So that was like almost 20 years ago. Right. Really crazy how yeah. we have literally only spent one year living in the same town together when we were freshmen mm -hmm. in college. But it was mm -hmm. a formative year and we all clung to each other so tightly and had so much fun and made so many memories. And it was like such a once in a lifetime experience like you two are some of my very best friends that I've ever had and we've only had one year of life spent together. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah it's, it's really crazy. But I think it was a year that like we were just kind of becoming who we are now and you know we went through all those ups and downs together and then we've stayed together since. We came to visit you in Nashville and we've been to every a thousand horses concert that's ever been in the state of Texas. And, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> um yeah, I just feel like we've just all been there for each other through the big stuff and the little stuff. And it's so fun. Like recently before Corona, Michael and I, I think I was super, I was just pregnant. I was pregnant and our plane got stuck in Dallas and we had, we had like this delay from hell. Like we ended up, our plane got over the holidays over the holidays and not this Christmas, not this. No, you had just found out you were pregnant. Yeah. Like just then. Yes. <laughs> And so we got totally um, stuck in Dallas, but we're like, party, we're just going to go to Beth's house. And Kelly, I don't um, think, did y'all come over? I think maybe y'all were gone. No, y'all yeah, were we, we came over. Yeah, we came there. over. And it was so fun. And I know. I know. It's like, I, I hate not living in Texas because I have my family there and friends there, but it really is crazy how you just can form a lifelong friendship those college years or something else and then I left y'all because then I'm like I gotta go to Nashville bye I know I remember I remember we were in your room like on your bed when you told us we were leaving how did um like I it just came to me a minute ago like I think we were laying there and you were like I have to I'm, I'm moving we were like what 
<laughs> we had, so we, you were going to live with us, remember? Yeah, we had found a house, and we had just had probably the most fun year of our life. And then I'm like, I know. okay, I'm out. I know. You just trusted your gut, though. Yeah. That was a scary move for you. Oh, it was terrifying. And the first yeah. year was awful. I'm like, what have I done? Or, I have no friends now. I'm in a new state. I don't know anyone. Trying to navigate college. Ugh. But it, didn't I at the end of your freshman year, didn't I fly up there and drive home with you to Texas? Yes. So yes. nice of you. That was so nice of you. <laughs> and Kelly, I'm going to tell this story and you're going to hate me for telling this story. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm going to tell you about that drive back? So we, I, we all used to do all sorts of crazy kind of diets. I don't recommend any of these to anyone at home. This is called being stupid. And they young. weren't diets. They were just dumb, dumb, made up things in our head, you know? We just tried to like lose weight fast all the time and did terrible things to ourselves. Like I would never, ever support this now. And I do not recommend anyone doing this. But Kelly and I and Beth, we all used to binge. Like we were like binge eat okay. and have, <laughs> we would just get like ice cream, candy, all the stuff. So on that road trip back, Kelly and I, I think we went to like a Mexican restaurant Phillies or something and, like, ate so much food. And then we're like, we're going to take laxatives <laughs> to get it all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know where this is going. <laughs> How do you finish it, Kelly? No, I, you, there was one toilet in our room and you took it. <laughs> so where was I supposed to go? <laughs> uh, 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 I had to go to the bathroom. But we were crying because we were in so much pain. Because it hurt. It hurt so bad. Kelly had to go to the bathroom. That was awful. I'm crying. That was terrible. I mean, I'm so glad it happened just for the story, but that was terrible. <laughs> like, I don't know why we thought I'll go eat. 5,000 calories and then just try to get it all out in one night. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. I just want to apologize to my body for my, my younger self body and how I mistreated you. Don't recommend it at all. And none of it worked anyway. None of it. <laughs> none of none it. Of you have to do it the good old fashioned way. Just eat healthy and try to work, <laughs> work out. <as> you can. <laughs> oh, man. Which is hard. Yeah. It is. So tell me a little bit about you guys. Like who, how was y'all's upbringing? How did, what were y'all like before y'all went to college? What was your life like in Houston before you went to Baylor? You want to go, Beth? <laughs> um, well, I was originally born in Waco and um, I moved to Houston in third grade with my mom and my brother. And um, I still have strong Waco ties. My dad and family was still in Waco. Um, but we just loved Houston. And I met Kelly, I guess, when I was in the seventh grade. Um, and, uh, we just had a great group of friends in Houston growing up and we would run around together and I played volleyball and we were really involved in our church and, um, yeah, I, we just had, we just got really lucky. I feel like with friends early on, um, from our in Houston and then Kelly and I went to Baylor together and, um, met you and yes, the rest I, Beth and Kelly, y'all have literally lived your entire lives together. Yeah, I and, now, and now I'm in Dallas with Kelly. I lived in Oklahoma City um, when my husband was in dental school, and then in Austin, and then... Um, and you met my sister, so all y'all, this is a fun fact. I introduced 
Beth, when she lived in Austin, to my sister Catherine, just because I was like, oh, they should be friends because they're both living in Austin. Okay, I've never seen two people hit it off more. And, like, y'all, you and my sister, Beth, are, like, soulmates. Y'all are the yes. same person. It's same person. It is yeah, we're, crazy. like, the same person. I know. And I knew Catherine because um, she was a Kappa at, with us at Baylor, but she was older than us. And, yeah, you were in town, and we just hit it off instantly. And she and I what talk is, every day. I mean, what is it about you and Catherine? Like, what is the the, the connection? Like, what is the fireworks going off like oh my gosh I have met my person like what is y'all have in common I think we just like we're just kind of make the same I, and I feel like there's you know people that you just click with and we just click and we um what do like to do like what are things that y'all talk about like that get you going <laughs> everything and Catherine and I love a good health plan we love a good health plan that's kind of what started it but really, we just talk about everything. And we I think that organized. it's, we're very organized. We love to have a good time, not too good of a time. <laughs> <laughs> like we both laugh, like we're fun, but we're never like those life of the party people, you know? That's why I have to like you and Kelly. Uh-huh. You and Kelly are my life of the party. <laughs> Um, well, Kelly is the life of the party. I'm life of the party junior. Like I don't, I can't let it go as well as Kelly can. Yeah. I can let it go every now and then. And then when yeah. I do, I can have a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm more of like that, like, and Catherine's the same way. Like, we're like nice. Like people, I always tell Kelly this, like people would say, oh, Beth, she's so nice. Not necessarily like super fun, but I'm working on it. Hey, <laughs> I, what a great thing to have people say about you. I know. That's wonderful. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And Beth, you're so pure. You're so good and pure. Like that's what you and Catherine have in common too. Y'all both have these, like, very pure intentions all the time, I feel like. I try to. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect, but I really do try to be the best version of myself every day. And some days it's really hard. Some days you have to dig really deep to, like, find that good. And I think it's okay to sit in that sometimes, but I do try most of the time to be good. So <laughs> Kelly, and I, hand, Kelly and I can be the hot mess express over here. <laughs> but we, I think that can be fun sometimes. Oh, are always fun. Uh, I feel like yes, I've had a lot and you're kind, too. We are kind. But, Kelly, you can let it rip. Like, you can have a good time. I can't. <laughs> it's always been a trait of mine. Um, Kelly, tell us about you. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Houston, too. Um, and couldn't play a sport to save my life. Tried out so many times for volleyball. I think four years in a row. So was it this disappointing? Is was it sad when you didn't make the team? Every time. And my dad went up there in eighth. So I tried out sixth, seventh, eighth. Never made it. And so I practiced so much. I was horrible. Like if, I, if you couldn't meet, make the Sci Fair C team, like come on. But you would practice so so by hard. I, all the time and the driveway. Yeah, and my, one summer she did a Debbie Sokol volleyball camp. We all did, and she got most improved, but she I still. Got improved. <laughs> That's great. Investment. You were horrible when you started, and your teens better now. But um, so my dad went up to the school. I did not know this because I didn't make the team. It's like was this cycle of going up there, looking at the list, not seeing your name, crying, da da da. And so the next day, the coach came up to me and was like do you want to be the manager? And I was like, 
Yeah. Um, because you get to like dress up, go to everything. But you actually and, don't play the game. You just get to be on the team. <laughs> but I got home and my dad had told me he had gone up there and made a deal with her. He was like, she practices so hard. And she was like, she's not good. And he was like, can you make her something? And she's like the manager. And I was excited. Well, was it fun? What did you do as the manager? That's great. Like the balls. I bet this year she would bring the waters. Yeah. I mean, Beth was on the, me and my Beth was on the A team. Well, I was a, we were on a different, a different school in high school, but I would see her, or no, that was junior high, in junior high, a different school, and I, I would see you at the games. Beth would be so striking that, balls over the net while Kelly's I, bringing her water. <laughs> Kelly didn't care. You were proud. That is but you know what? Proud. Being a teacher, it really helped me because I had so many kids who would come in and be like, I didn't make this, and I didn't, you know, and I could really feel what they were feeling because I went through it and so I was able to be like guess what look at me now <laughs> I never made anything no? yeah so good so what but, do, how do you translate that because that is life lessons that you need to learn especially as a teacher as a parent like what did you learn from that how is that valuable to you now like how do you, well, I, think you know? I think it's so hard and I was thinking of that the other day just because I read something um this book I want to get um but it was talking about how like we we so badly don't want to see our children go through hard times and hard things because you just want to protect them, but it's doing them an injustice if they don't ever learn that, you know? And so I always want to like coddle Jackson and Carter. Those are my two boys. And they've got to learn to be sad sometimes or like hard things happen or they'll never learn to get through it, you know? And I, I mean, I wasn't meant to be on the volleyball team. <laughs> I would have cost us all the games, you know? So I had to learn that. That really wasn't my thing, it, you know? Which is hard because I just, like, I have two sisters and none of us were athletic, which is funny. Just, But, like, that wasn't what my parents were really into, you know? Like, you, like Cody, my husband, loves sports, so he, like, really wants that for our children. But we didn't even have that really, that upbringing. So it wasn't something that was, like, hugely important, but I wanted it to be, you know? Well, but, I yeah, I think sometimes when you when you try, try, try and you don't make it, but then like another door opens, like say a manager, you realize maybe you actually <laughs> like that more, you know, like maybe you I actually can... do like that more and you wouldn't have ever thought to try it. Right. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay. serious. Last half full. That's all you can do. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed being the manager. It was fun helping people out, getting to be, I just have the picture and I'm right in the middle dressed out <laughs> i think holding you didn't have on a uniform did you yes oh you got a uniform too <laughs> like if you didn't know you would you, you know, would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think that's so awesome <laughs> so how now speaking of like life lessons for your kids because kelly you have two boys beth you have a little boy and a little girl tell me the ages of your kids how old are your kids um, Chase is seven, my little boy, and Reese, my little girl, she'll be four and um, the end of July. Oh my gosh, they're growing so fast. And mine are almost, well, uh, Jackson will be four in October and Carter will be two in August. So what are some, how do you, like speaking of parenting, like when your children feel upset or when they feel um, like they didn't make a team or they didn't get to do what someone else got to do or they feel their feelings got hurt. How do you navigate that? Because I have, I'm not there yet. And how, how do you 
deal with those hard conversations with your kids? You know, I think it's really hard. I think, you know, everyone says that parenting just kind of gets harder in different ways. And it's the truth. You know, now we're dealing with that a lot with Chase, just the disappointment and trying to teach them how to get upset about something in a positive way or be able to like lose a game of Uno. Like I, my seven-year-old cannot lose at Uno or he just loses his mind. Just, he just doesn't ever want to lose, but he has to lose. Like everyone has to lose at games. So, you know, I don't know. We're still trying to navigate it, but I think the biggest thing that Chris and I just tried to do is to show by example, like when Chris loses a game or something, you know, Oh, Daddy's still so happy. You know, I, I don't really know how else to, to show Chase except to lead by example mm-hmm. and to show him how to lose gracefully or um, to, it's okay to be disappointed. I've said a lot during, you know, coronavirus, like this is so disappointing for me too. Like we are not able to do so many things that mommy is so sad about, but we're going to make the best of it. And we're going to still get to be here and have fun and do all this stuff. And But, but it is hard. And I think that, the earlier we can teach our kids how to like deal with disappointment, the better. But I, I know that all of us we're 36 now and disappointment still hurts. And is right. I don't know. I think so for me, I'm like, and Caroline, we talked about this not too long ago, but like, I have this huge fear that takes over me. Like if something were to happen to me, because I like feel like, I mean, their dad's incredible and so present in their life. I'm just with them all the time because I stay at home. And so it's that mom feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, if something were to happen to me, like life just couldn't go on. Like, and so it's this fear that I'm like, I'm having to learn to let go because and it just sounds so cliche, like lean into God, but I have to trust that he's bigger than this. And he knows the right plan because I always like what I'm saying. I want to fix every problem in I can't, and I'm not always going to be able to be there, you know, like when they're at school and certain things that they're going to have to work through. So it's more like I'm having to work through it and teaching myself as I teach them, you know, just that I can't be what they rely on. When they're tiny, they rely on you, but like, (laughs) I have to learn to let Jackson like work things out sometimes, you know, and like go have, he needs think time too, where he can like decompress. I mean, he's only almost four, but you can tell those emotions are already starting to happen and he feels, you know, certain ways. I have a, a book, it's called like feelings in my heart, but we read it a lot because it talks about all the different things that you feel. And, uh, and it's okay. Like Beth was saying, like, it's okay to be sad or mad or frustrated. It's just how you react when you do feel like that, you know? Yeah. I have a lot of fear too. I have had a lot of anxiety, like in my pregnancy and then when son was born, but mine is, and I mean, I, I even just speak it out loud because I feel like once you give it a voice, sometimes it doesn't have as much power. But <clears throat> mine is like, I'm so scared something's going to happen to her and she's going to die. Like, I know that sounds, mm-hmm. that's so intense, but that is like my fear. And like everything, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I'm not right here with her all the time, hovering over her, watching her every move, then no, like, I don't know. And then she is still so little. Obviously, she needs someone to watch her all the time, but I feel like it has to be me or else it won't be, right. you know? Yeah. Well, and I feel like with that fear, you know, <clears throat> bad stuff does happen. We know that bad stuff happened. We have um, several close friends that have lost kids and children and 
um, it's the worst thing in the entire world. Um, but I think that you can't live every day in fear. You know, you have to choose joy and choose to, you know, live every day the best that it is knowing that you are literally doing the best you can. And it's all like in God's hands. Like, I think if we live a life without faith, then that's where the fear creeps in. But when we're able to live by faith, then we can have a little bit less fear, but yeah, it's, it's terrifying. All of it. I agree. Yeah. I think my faith, like having a child, like I always was very much like, Oh yes, I believe in God. God is the center of my life, all this stuff. But talk about putting faith into action and like actually putting it to the test and making you have to like live in faith. You can't just say, I believe in God and then I'm going to go on my merry way. Like for me, like I have to surrender constantly every, I have to surrender Sunny over to God all the time. Like I just have to be like, I'm doing the, like you said, I'm doing the best I can. I am showing up for her the best I can and bad stuff happens, but I'm not going to think about that because I know why? Why waste your time worrying about this stuff when you can yeah. be missing out on the amazing, amazing moments? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's I a totally constant walk with God. How has y'all's faith changed since becoming a mother? For me, it's I've just had to be so much more dependent, like you were saying. Um, and one thing I've noticed, I. I'm in a small group at our church and we talk, we all have kids around the same age, but we talk about it so much. Like, um, you just have to rely on him for like everything. And like, I crave it because I need, like, he just brings a peace about things and to, to, to release that control, like, is incredible. Like, if you're like, I'm not in control, like these are your children, you know, like you've entrusted me to be their parent on earth, but it's just so much bigger now that I'm a mom and I want them to know like how much they're loved. Like we teach Jackson at night. He gets really scared when it's dark. And so, um, every night we're like, you know, Jesus is with you. What do you say? And she's like, he's like, if I wake up, I say, Jesus help me. And the other morning he like, and like, you never know if it's sticking, you know? And he came out and he's like, I woke up last night and I, I, I whispered, Jesus help me. And he did. And like, it's just oh, like, that brings tears my eyes so much to, for them to know how loved they are by him, you know? And, um, I don't know. It just makes you want, I just always, like we talk about how I, you know, I love to live it up and it's so fun, but like being a mom has made me so badly want to be truly the best version for them. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a whole new approach on life when you have kids. Cause it's not about you anymore. You know, Mm-mm. it's not like, it's so crazy. Like I, I'm so thankful. I had so many years to be selfish and fun and do whatever I wanted to and like live it up because now literally the only thing I think about pretty much 24 hours a day is sunny. And of course we all have other things going on in our lives and we have other, we think about them and you know, make time for them, but I really don't care about anything anymore. Right. It's just crazy. I know it really yeah. is. They do. They become the center of our world, which I think is why it's important to like, make sure that we do still rely on God and, and then our husbands, you know, make sure that we still give time and energy to our husbands. Um, because without, you know, the whole family unit, you know, it just seems to 
to work a little bit more cohesively when you and your husband and your kids are all relying on God together, you know? So, and you don't have to do it alone. Like we don't have to live this life every day in fear and all of that because we do have God and we do have somebody that is there to listen and talk to us. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. Just not having to do it alone. I think has been the biggest thing. Cause I think sometimes we feel like we do as moms have to do everything. Like we're the ones that are in charge of everything, making sure that our kids get, from A to Z and get dressed and Bed. school and, you know, everything. And like, we don't have to do it all alone. Um, that's why we have moms that are, we're in community with and in our, our church and our faith and our husbands and our families and everything. So, but I do think we have a lot on our shoulders as moms. I agree. Uh, Beth, do you feel like you're truly able to hand your fear to God? Like, are you able to like have no. overwhelming feeling and be like, okay, I'm going to like remove this from me and give it to God. <clears throat> I struggle with no. it. I feel like um, I wish that I did and I want to say that I can, but and some days are better than others. When I'm intentional and I wake up early and I have quiet time with God before my kids wake up, man, I'm on track that day. But that's not every day. And you mm. can't, you know, and I have anxiety and I feel like, you know, it's easy to let the world take hold of our thoughts and all of that. But but I can say this, when I do give everything over to God, I'm a much better mother. And I'm a much better wife and friend. Um, but I just think that in this world, it's hard to do that every day. But I would like to. <laughs> Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. How do you how do you guys make time for your husbands in the midst of having all these things to do with your kids, especially now that they've been full-time home? during the coronavirus, no school, no activities, no play dates, no nothing. Like how, how do you make that balance? Because I think probably a lot of women struggle trying to make the balance. I was going to echo that when Beth said that with, um, so we had Carter and Jackson, like they're 22 months apart. So we had them pretty close together. Um, so like this last year when 
so Cardinal will be two. But the last two years, really, ever since it has been so full time with them both, because Jackson was just not even, um, was he not? He was almost two when I had Carter. Anyways, it was just like they were both babies. And I feel like it was the hardest couple of years for our marriage. Um, like just having to like work through, like never really getting any time to do, like to be with each other, you know? And I feel like when you're not intentional about like planning date nights, which is hard now because of all this, but um, just time like where we like put our phones down and don't watch TV at night and talk. Um, like it's just become so necessary because you get so lost, I think in your children, you know, and what you're doing for that. But I feel like we have, you're tired. You're tired. I mean, you're just like, Ugh, you're tired of taking care of everything, you know? Yeah. You've taken care of kids all day and you're just like, I just want to relax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times at the end of the day, the last thing we want is more noise. Like I feel like our lives are just so full of noise with our kids and with everything. And, <clears throat> but, um, I also think that as our kids get older, it's going to be a little bit easier to find time for our husbands just kind of in a different way. Like, I feel like now that Chase and Reese are both not babies anymore, like Chris and I could be like, okay, y'all go to your room for a second. Mommy and daddy need to talk or we, you know, it's just like, you're just able to kind of navigate them a little bit easier. But when Reese was a baby, y'all know, oh my gosh, she cried all the time. She was, she never slept. She was so hands-on and it was so hard on our marriage to mm -hmm. not have any ability to think because there's always a crying baby. But I feel like with the, the pandemic and kids at home and all of that, we got lucky because, well, not lucky, <laughs> financially not that lucky because Chris was out of work for six weeks, but he wasn't working. So he was at home and we really enjoyed the time together. Like we had so much fun just being at home as a family. He didn't have to worry about, you know, going to and from work. Whereas Kelly, Cody was at home trying to work from home. And so that, you know, <laughs> so that just, it, it's hard trying to find the time, but just going outside and listening to music. And like Kelly said, putting our phones down and just giving each other a minute. Um, I don't know. I think helps. So have you guys learned, I feel like, have y'all learned how to fight well or to disagree well? Like, have as y'all have been married longer, I feel like Michael and I have gotten better at expressing ourselves. It's not necessarily such a, like, in, in the, when you're first in a relationship, I feel like it is, you're trying to, like, let the other one know who you are, what you believe in, all that stuff. And then once you've been with someone for a long time, you sort of understand what motivates yeah. them, what they need. And I don't know, I feel like it just, it gets easier to communicate what you want in a loving way. Is that, does that make sense? Does that question? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like communication is the most important thing you can do for your marriage. Chris yeah. and I, I, I texted Caroline saying at our wedding, I texted her, we watched our wedding video the other day. How it's fun that y'all watched that. 12 years, I know. And we were terrible at communicating at the beginning. You know, you don't, know how to fight or how to get through. But our biggest thing is just being kind to one another and speaking kindly, even if it is a hard conversation um, and just kind of learning how we each communicate because we all communicate so differently. So, but I feel like it has gotten easier for us, but sometimes it was not easy. So. And learning to let stuff go. Like I used to feel like, mm -hmm. I used to like hang on to everything. And now I'm like, no, that's not worth it. I'm not even right. You know, it's just not worth it. If you can just let stuff go, you can avoid so many fights. I mean, some things you can't let go, but 
you don't need, I, I realized I don't need, I don't really need to have my, to argue everything. Like why? What's yeah. right. Right. You don't have to say everything that you're thinking. I've learned that yes. too. That is so, <laughs> you don't have to say everything that you're thinking. Like, and I'm teaching Cody that because he's very, um, <laughs> he loves to say everything he's thinking, but we're getting better. Like we're learning this quarantine, him working here, just not having like that work-life balance because um, it's just all here. We've really had to like reassess how things look, you know, just because he would come out and have an opinion like on what our day looked like, but this was our day always mm -hmm. and we can't go anywhere. And so it was so such an adjustment. I mean, we're getting better and, but he can't just sit in this room all day because it makes him go crazy, you know? So uh, we've had to learn that, but I, I will like get stressed out about something that has nothing to do with him. <clears throat> and then I bring that, you know, I'm like mad or whatever. And I let that get in to the middle of something. And that's when I went to Galveston last week with my family, I put my phone down like all week. I just like put it in the room and didn't touch it. And I felt so free of so much anxiety. And I think we don't even realize how much things get to us. And you know what I mean? Cause there wasn't anything, but I just didn't feel like I had to like be keeping up with anything and or anything, you know, it was just such freedom to be like present in the moment. Like that's such what people say, but I really was like, I barely even took pictures of my kids because I didn't have a phone. Yeah. With your family and actually just being in that moment, instead of thinking about all the other things that are going on. Right. I, that's what gets me with social media is like beyond just the comparison, like we can compare ourselves on social media. I, all the flood of information, like yes. all of the things that are going on in the world. And there is so much pain and suffering and sadness going on in the world, especially right now. There's a lot of, there's also great things going on, but like just to see all that flood of information all the time, it weighs heavy. Right. Yeah. And everyone, you know, yeah, it's just so much noise. I keep saying that, but it's just, it's just a constant wave of everyone's beliefs and opinions and good information, bad information, false information. You know, you just don't even know. And a lot of it is with social media too. It's smoke and mirrors. It's like, is that really, you know, you compare yourself to these people and who knows what's really going on. And so it's just kind of hard. Like, yeah. How do you guys, how do y'all, how are y'all navigating this season of the world right now with all these things happening? Like, I feel like we're in one of the most intense times that we've ever lived as, at least for our, our, us, like at 36 years old, I've never really, really lived through a pandemic and, you know, now with all the protests and all this stuff, like, how do you navigate that? And how do you like explain all this to your kids? I think that for me, which I, a lot of people feel differently, but I, I try not to think too much about um, <clears throat> not doing enough and just try to more focus on like what I can do for my people. And um, because I think you can get caught in thinking, well, I'm not doing enough for these people or, or helping or, or all this stuff. And, and I think it can just start at home. Um, you know, I just want to create a loving home for my family and, make sure that my kids feel safe and loved, but also not, um, not keep them in a bubble, like tell them what's going on, um, in the world and it just try to train them up and teach them 
I, don't I, agree. Know. I do think it starts in the home. I think it completely mm -hmm. starts in the home. Yeah. I know I've um, navigated a ton to my pantry during all this. Um, <laughs> Oh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> I've eaten pizza and Postmates all the time. So like, my freshman year. <laughs> Seriously, and I right before this had worked really hard to get weight off, and then just to gain it back. But anyways, other than that, yeah, I have like so much time with my kids doing things that we never would have done. Like we go to these, you know, trails, or we I've taken like not like. Yay me, I'm just thinking of things to do, but like we went to watch the airplanes take off and like just things that like just can't go anywhere. And I haven't even really let them go to like playground parks yet, you know? And so we just are finding different things to do. We've gone on more walks than we ever have and just like everyone else, but it's just things we wouldn't have done normally. And I love that. And I feel like even though Cody and I have, it's been harder. It's been really great having him here too, just because we've never, when will you ever get this much time with your people, you know, and yeah. you'll never get back. We're going to be like eventually one day back to normal where their hustle and bustle is back. And Bethany even, and I talk about this, like things have started happening more with like our friends and we love doing that. But sometimes it's like, it's just easier when, when everyone has to stay home. Cause you just, I had like, know, this on my calendar and like something else this morning and I was like oh I'm such a busy day you know it's like gives you anxiety because we're just doing nothing I know I have I mean obviously there's a there's a lot of bad things that have happened with COVID obviously we all know that but just like we're trying to find the positive I have really enjoyed not having anything that I have to do because I totally. always feel like I have to do a million things. Right. And now it's like, okay, you really can't. I mean, even down to like working, everyone tries to work as best they can in this new normal, but it's like, right. you can only do what you can do. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's part of it's like terrifying and awful. And it has, there's obviously a lot of bad side effects for the, the world and the economy. But then there's another part where it's like, okay, I have enjoyed this forced pause. Totally. It is super hard. I think on my children, at least when they go away from me, because they are so used yesterday, I was going to the grocery store and I backed out and they were freaking out. And then I forgot my phone. So I just pulled around to the front door. And so that's like what a minute and a half. And I was like, rang the doorbell because I didn't, I left my car on whatever. I came inside to get my phone and they were like, oh, you're I was like, I haven't gone yet. <laughs> it was a minute, but they're just very used to um, being together a lot, you know. I know. Same if, I, if I put makeup on our <laughs> hair, which I don't, don't. It's not what I do. Beautiful. I my kids start freaking out. Where are you going? What are you doing? <laughs> Even in the morning, we'll wake up and I'll go into Reese's room and she'll say, "Oh, I missed you so much last night." Mommy. I'm like, "You're so attached." Does that not just melt you? It does melt you. <laughs> on day 150 of being with your kids in a row, you know, <laughs> no, it does melt you. <laughs> what is y'all's hope for the world when we do get to go back to normal, whatever that is? Because I read this quote and it's like, I'm going to say it totally wrong, but the essence was 
maybe let's not go back to the way we were. Like, let's mm -hmm. not put everything back on our plate that we had before. Let's like be more intentional, I guess. That's the gist of it. What is your hope for the new normal? Michelle? I mean, that's exactly what I've said too. Like, I hope I come out of this changed. Like, I just hope that exactly that, like, something was obviously not going right in our world, right? I mean, a million things aren't now either, but before wasn't right. And I feel like the now it's all just exploded. Like, it's just like, right. It was, it, we reached a breaking point. Now everything is just breaking. Everyone's point. focus was out of whack and everyone was feeling it, you know? And so look what it's, I, I, I just believe just because I'm a believer, I know God has something to do with this. And he's like, I, it was not okay how it was. I mean, just from, from uh, like how our earth was, I mean, we've just like ruined, we're ruining things. And so I feel like we've got to like, it's just got to be a better place. And just with all, my hope is that people will just be kind, like just like, I, I, I always told my class that I tell my kids that if you don't learn anything in life, just be nice to people. Like, it's just, I've had so many experiences even lately where like someone will be in a bad mood, whether it's at Starbucks or something in the minute you're kind to them, their whole direction changes. I mean, you just watch it happen. Everyone just, I feel like has these walls up and are stressed out. And the minute you change how you are toward them, it can change their whole day, you know? I know. And, and I just, why don't we lead with kindness? Like instead I know. of, assuming the situation is bad or like we walking into a situation thinking we need to defend and protect ourselves, which I mean, I know there is a time and a place for all of that, but it's like, why can't we just walk in and assume that that's a great person and they have good intentions and right. we just have a misunderstanding that if we talk it out, we could actually find some common ground and we don't have to be on the same page on everything, but let's right. appreciate each other for being humans. Exactly. And we have to give people grace like we were driving past someone we had a golf cart in Galveston we waved at this man walking his dog we drove past him twice and he didn't wave and so first we were like that's so rude and Amy was like that's my older sister she's like we have no idea what he's going through and I'm like you're right I mean he could have had something very tragic I mean you just have to think beyond yourself you know what I mean and like everyone has a story and everyone's looks different and so I'm saying like you have to do things not for the return, but you have to do it just that. because you want to do it. Well, I agree. If, if all of this isn't like, you know, a better wake up call that we're all in this together. Like we, this, is, like, this is our world. Like that, you know, I, I've loved seeing like how like neighborhoods have come together during this or communities or, um, you know, just bodies of people just saying, Hey, we've all got this. And like, I've got your back if you can't do this or, or, you know, no matter what it is, but this, we're all here. And so we might as well be kind to each other. Like mm -hmm. y'all saying. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I also think another thing that I hope comes out of this is that we all just appreciate the little things. Like mm -hmm. the little things are what add up to, a beautiful life and like you know all those big moments matter but the little ones what you do with your friends and your family and your kids like those are the things that really make a difference in somebody's life or Kelly like you said a little something at with someone at the Starbucks line you know like the little things matter right. it does. like so much what fills my butt sorry go ahead. yeah what'd you say I was just, I've learned like what during this what fills me up like and it's not 
um, so, like so much time, my family, I really just, I have like when we've had weekends just together, like when Cody's not working and we like just are together, I get so filled up. We've like spent so much time with our neighbors that we didn't really know before this, but I, we love sitting in the front lawn with them. You know, I love like, we've had like some girlfriend time where we just go sit outside at someone's house and just talk and cry and laugh. And like, that's what I like, you know, it's not the millions of other things I thought I did. You know what I mean? It's just, I love connecting with people and just, I don't know. Um, I don't, I just can, I just like, I think it's so important to have, you know, I've gotten to spend time with my family. Um, I'm super close with both my sisters and I feel like we've even gotten closer through this, just like FaceTiming all the time and mm-hmm. having our kids there. Like that really fills me up. It just, just makes me so happy, you know? It really is the simple things. Like the simple things in life are really all you need. Yeah. I know. And love. And love. Right. We forget. I feel like that may be what you were kind of touching on, Kelly, when you said how the world needed a break. Like, I feel like we forgot that love was the center point, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a thing. Like, there's so many other things to put our energy and time and money and dreams and desires and wants into that we forgot that like at the end of the day it really is love if you don't have love you don't feel supported right what do you have and i and i think that is probably why we're in this place right now is because we need to get love back to the center of it all well and to love each other i think the world is so centered on me 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 and how can i be better or make more money or make myself look better and and really that's just not what life is about. Um. And I, my boys aren't old enough to like go to sports and stuff, but I've heard so many people be like, we're not, we're eating dinner, you know, and we're not driving here and here and here and here doing all the things that we thought were so important. And it's been like such a blessing to sit down and eat, you know? And Mm -hmm. I don't know, my boys are starting to like through quarantine and their Carter's getting older, but they're playing together. And it's like, been such a game changer like watching them become little friends is so fun to me you know is it the craziest because i mean sunny's only 10 months old but seeing her just come in to who she is like i'm it makes me teary but like i (laughs) but does it has it just blown y'all's minds watching your little humans turn into little people yes yes it's indescribable i know and how different, like, two and mine are same sex out of the same stomach, same parents, you know? And they're, like, the most opposite in ways, you know? It's just hilarious and fun. And, like, Jackson's so different from Carter. And Jackson's so different than I, like, ever thought he was. And that's something Beth and I really talked a lot about, just, like, owning who they about him. He's just so particular, and he's so – he, like – loves to learn so much like it's like he loves it but he just he gets very overwhelmed by too many people our attention being on him which is like so opposite of me <laughs> like I lo- I mean I, I I love like being at you know big parties and things like that and he doesn't and so much I've had to talk to his teachers and stuff because he goes to Mother's Day out and they're like Kelly accept who he is like you're making him you and he's not you you know he's got like Cody's more introverted in that way and like learning that, you know, Carter 
is going to be so different from him, but lo- really learning their personalities and being like, okay, this is who you are. This is what you want. This is what you like. Um, how can I help you become yeah. the best version of you? You exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think also it's, it's interesting how like, per- which obviously we're all protective of our kids, but how protective we are of like their differences and like, you know, <clears throat> the things that drive us crazy about them. We don't want the rest of the world to like that to drive them. Crazy. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Chase is just like me. He's um, not, I'm not saying I'm sweet and sensitive, but he oh, is just your sweetheart. very sweet and sensitive and like takes everything to heart and takes the world on. And Reese just like, she's just a little firecracker. I mean, she just doesn't care. And she, she's super sweet, but she just beats to her own drum. And she's not like me as a child, but I love that about her. And I want to like protect that. And I don't want her to change, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know. Yeah. What's the secret to marriage? <laughs> the, uh, this, my, the secret to our marriage is communication um, and putting each other first. Um, I feel like just with the craziness in life, it's so easy to put other things before each other and just putting each other first um, and communicating with each other seems to be the secret to ours. I agree. On my wedding day, the pastor who married us was like, Every day, Cody, you wake up and choose Kelly. And Kelly, every day you wake up and choose Cody, which seems so like, okay, but like that's really hard to choose yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Uh, it is. I mean, and just in really uh, like we do with our children, I married Cody for a reason. I loved all these things. And he had all these different qualities too that sometimes drive me insane. But he's who I, like Beth and I talk about this a lot. He's who I chose. And so he accepts all my faults. I have to accept his, you know, and just learn to love him through it, you know, and same, I'm thankful he does for me, you know. Well, and Kelly and I talked about this the other day, always saying, I'm sorry. I oh, feel like it's a hard one, but good. acknowledging when you are in the wrong, um, just is important too. Makes a big Man, deal. I've had to get better at that one. Like that was hard for me to do for a long time. I, being so, I was so stubborn and like, it was very hard for me to admit. I could like in a roundabout admit that I was wrong, but to actually have a heartfelt, I'm sorry, I messed up and say Mm -hmm. it without a defensive tone, you know, and mean it and really want the other one to know you're sorry. I mean, that's hard to do, but it, you, it is so effective because then they, your spouse knows, okay, they messed up. They're human. They are sorry. They're not trying to be an asshole about it, but yeah. you, you have to swallow your pride in, in marriage and, and admit that you do. That's such a good point. Yeah. And being able to tell our kids that we're sorry too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so true that you're not perfect either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing too, that <clears throat> I think I learn more every day is, you know, like Cody was raised one way. I was raised another way. And so for so long, you know, you're part, and I, this is coming out, like you're part of that family. But now like our core family is who we like, how we make decisions. And it's easy to be like, well, you know, my parents want this and this, this weekend. And like, but really respecting, you know, your, your, your core group and what's best for y'all is really huge. I think because my family's very, um, we love getting together and doing things like that, but I have to 
you know, talk with Cody about certain things. I just think for so long, I was like very much loyal to them. Um, but like learning to be most loyal to what this family needs first, you know? Yes. And it doesn't mean that you don't love and respect your parents and your siblings, but you have to, now you have a family, you're raising right. kids. You have to, you can't sacrifice their well being. You have to exactly. first and then figure out a way to make it work with your extended family. I know right. you, know, you have to have your core unit first at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. And we've learned that with friends too. Like, you know, even like, certain things that I would want to go to, but I knew Jackson would not thrive, you know, just if it was like an overwhelming group, like learning to say no to that kind of, even though I want to do things, just feel like, yeah, just, just again, it all goes back to like, just putting others before yourself, you know? So. Yeah. I love it. You guys, I could keep talking to y'all all day and all day, <laughs> but I'm going to wrap up and I always wrap up with one question which is leave your light. And what do you want people to know? About like us? Anything. <laughs> yeah, about you. Yeah, what do you want people to know about you? And then what do we want people to know just about life? <laughs> I, I guess mine is simple that um, – God loves you and you are enough and you um, just everyone just be yourself because um, that is the way that God made you to be. And it's pretty great. That's what I was going to say that I would want people to know just that they're loved, you know, and that I will always want to do whatever I can to show people that like, I hope that I come off as someone who is accepting and loving all the time. That's what I want. And I want, yeah, I want people to know that. I just think it's so lonely to think that you're not accepted and loved, you know? For who you are and how you mm -hmm. are. Exactly. Because you're right, we're it, all divinely made. And we all know that just from having children, like for a child to be created, carried in a womb, born into this world, it is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Everyone on this earth is a miracle. That video you posted of Sunny today was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Same mama, dada. I want you to go watch it. I'm kind of off Insta for a minute, so I need to get it. you got to get off Insta. I know. She's just perfect. That's <laughs> a sweet little girl. I just can't stand it how much I love her. But I mean, no, I know all parents feel this way, but like, I get it. Like, I get why it's just, ugh, it's just heart. My heart explodes. I know. They, they grab your hearts. Well, I love you guys so much. Beth, you didn't tell us. What do you want people to know about you? Oh, well, I said that God loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not about me? What about you? Oh. What do you want people to know about you? About me? Um, I mean, not to piggyback off of Kelly, but that, um, that yeah, that I – my, the, the main thing that I want the people around me to know is how much I love them and that I would do anything for the people that I love and just to feel like somebody's always got your back. So yeah, I just want my people to know that I'm there for them. Y'all are the best friends ever. I love y'all so much. And thank you. And Caroline, you're doing such a great job of spreading so much light to the world. We're so proud of you. And um, I'm so thankful that the world gets to know you and love you as much as we do. 
Well, I just feel blessed that I get to have all these amazing conversations with such incredible women and talking about life because isn't that what we all want to do is just know that what you are saying that we're not alone and that right. we're all going through this together and we don't have to feel I mean, I just it is so important to me to be able to talk about my feelings and I want to know how other people feel and I think everybody does. So, I feel right. grateful that I have a way to have these conversations and you know share them with whoever wants to listen because they help me <laughs> conversations help like this heal me so thank y'all for coming on and joining me i love y'all so much love we love you bye Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.